I'm going to tell you in just a little bit how Mike Tomlin has the easiest decision ever in the history of the world. Ever. And I mean ever, ever, ever. Howard's in East Liberty. Hi, Howard. You should only know what happens when you are injured or killed in an aircraft crash. Nobody got injured or killed, though. I know, but you're asking for uh, recovery based on emotional harm that you uh, experienced because of the hole blew out. You were sitting there and were scared to death. That's what you said. Yeah, right. But I don't believe anybody was injured or, or, um, or no, killed. No, they're going to try to sue for the emotional harm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's what I was saying. And uh, if you only knew what the deals are when the plane goes down, you remember the U.S. airplane that crashed here in Pittsburgh about ten or fifteen years ago, Flight Four Twenty Seven. It was more than that. It was in like nineteen ninety four. All right, I'm, 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 I go back too far. I forget, you know that plane had tired engines. You know. That is, the engines were never allowed to go more than 80% of their capacity because they were old and need to be serviced. That goes on all the time. And some people claim that that plane could have pulled out of its dive if the engines could work better. But nobody ever litigated. What happens is the insurance company for the airlines goes to every passenger, whether you're injured or killed, and they make an offer right away. Yeah. And Yeah, and well, it, right, it, right. I, I don't want to get morbid or uh, morose. Like, I'm just talking about this thing right happened where nobody uh, luckily was hurt or killed, sir. Boy, that was a dangerous thing because the pilots deserve probably um, the Medal of Honor for pulling that thing out. Yeah, like Solly. Yeah, the guy that landed in, uh, on the river in New York. Mm -hmm. But the point being is, I'm old enough to remember when you flew 50 years ago, there was always an insurance machine at the airport. You would buy flight insurance, life insurance. People don't remember that. No. At the Greater Pittsburgh Airport, you could buy a life insurance policy before you got on an airplane. Was it right next to the Hare Krishnas? No, it wasn't. It, it was somewhere along the lines before you went and checked in. Gotcha. And uh, I never understood that. And I said to myself, that's not very optimistic. No, it's like the last word you see at an airport is terminal. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. And in any event, those uh, that was a real near miss. And the head of the Airline Transportation Safety Board mentioned that. I heard her on the radio sometime during the day. She says this was a a real near miss because when you have that rapid uh, de, de you know the the depressurization, yeah, it could happen that the plane spins out of control. Oh man, Homedy or something. Her name is. Remember, she was at the bridge that fell. Yeah. Well, if you have a chance, you ought to Google Alaska Airlines. They had a, a crash about 20 years no, ago. No, I don't want to read about that stuff. I, I, wanted, I, I want that out of my mind. Well, the plane peeled off. The top of the airplane peeled off like a sardine can, and so many people were killed. And what had happened is Alaska Airlines was flying a plane that was like 50 years old, and they had never— tested it well enough and mm. and it was a terrible accident the plane landed with people sitting 
in their seats like in a convertible. Oh, that's no good. Well, great great talk tonight, Howard. Well, fine. Thank you very much for your talk. I enjoy you in the evening. Thank I, you for being there. Well, thank you for making the call, Howard. I appreciate it. Insurance, a life insurance machine at the airport. Howard goes way back. Let's get back into Tomlin, though, a little bit. Mike, anybody that talks about a quarterback situation, there is none. Here, You know what one thing has been fashionable that people say? Well, make Mason Rudolph and make Kenny Pickett, make them fight for it in camp next year. Go have and have a real quarterback competition. That's great and all. But hasn't Mason Rudolph played better in the actual games? What do they need to compete for going into next year? One guy's been better in the games. Carl in New Ken. Hi, Carl. Hey, Colin. Sorry to take you off topic real quick. but uh, <laughs> Yeah, do you want to talk about Alaskan Air? I love that guy. That was great stuff, but it started to get me afraid to fly. No, I was. I just wanted to make a point about the peacock thing that you were talking about earlier. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Tell me. I, I don't mind like the streaming services because at least it gives some competition to like just traditional cable. I mean, if you look at your internet prices lately, I've seen a lot of internet prices coming down because of competition. And I, I mean, for most people, I think it's more affordable to pay you know five ninety nine for a peacock subscription than it is you know ninety dollars or a hundred dollars for cable if you don't watch it that much. I mean, I'm not home that much, enough to watch like cable all day long. You well, know? I, I, don't, I don't have a taste to watch cable all day long either, or I, I just don't watch enough TV, Carl. But here's the hook. is you, It's hard to find one of those services where all the stuff you want to watch is just on one of them. Well, for, for sports fans, though, I've seen like lately, I know like in different markets like New York and – I believe elsewhere too. I mean, a lot of these uh, regional sports networks are coming out with their own uh, like app to pay for. I believe like Yes Network now is like fourteen nine nine a month. You can watch the Yankees and the um, like right. the Rangers yeah. or whatever. And I think like that's what's going to happen eventually is you're going to have the Penguins, the Pirates are going to be like they're going to come out with their own like streaming service. I imagine. Yeah, but I would. I don't know. How much would you pay? How would how much would you pay to watch? Um, now the Steelers wouldn't be part of that, but how much would you pay to watch the Pirates and the Penguins? I mean, together right, right now in markets like New York, it's like twenty nine ninety nine. I mean, I imagine here it should be like maybe twenty. I might pay twenty dollars a month for it, but I don't know. It, 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 I, I just don't like the hypocrisy. A lot of these people, you know, they're mad about the NFL, but out of the four sports, I believe the NFL is like by far the cheapest to watch. Like, at the same time, you watch the Penguins and the Pirates, and you got to get a cable subscription. And I really don't like what ESPN's done with college football, where it's only on ESPN. Like, there's no other way to watch it. No, you're right about that. And the thing is, too, and thank you for the call, it is. It's only on ESPN, and there's no other way to watch it. And the games are six hours long, so there's that. But I don't know. The streaming services, I can't be sold either way. I get it, and you're right. Hypocrisy is a big thing, and it's used both ways. Is it hypocritical to have these networks, um, you know, kind of monopolize everything? Is it hypocritical for a fan to say, well, I want something for free? Like, it, it really, it goes along with, oh, Michael, this Penix, oh, 
Penix has not had a good game yet. It's 20-13. to 13. Michigan is beating Washington, and Washington hasn't got a lot going offensively. Greg's in Allentown. Hi, Greg. Hey, how you doing tonight, man? I'm feeling I good. I want to speak about Mr. Uh, Mason Rudolph. He should be the starting quarterback in the next upcoming game. Oh, if yeah. He's I, not, I believe he will. If I, I, I don't know. If he's not, he's still a decision, and I think Mike Tomlin be leaving town pretty soon. You think so? Have what? A nice you have a nice evening too. I thank you for your call, Greg. I appreciate it as always. To next year, though, unless Mason Rudolph throws four interceptions on Sunday afternoon and looks super, super, super terrible, I mean, looks like he's never played the position before, and you don't do anything in the draft or in free agency in terms of somebody that's very good. I don't know how Mason Rudolph, like, let's say all things hold. And Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett are two of the quarterbacks who are in camp next year. And essentially what you do is you allocate Mitch Trubisky's money to Mason Rudolph and pay him a little bit more, and he decides he wants to stay. Because I do think it's a fallacy that Mason Rudolph is totally unhappy here. I think he could be happy here if you paid him. But let's say you go into camp and it's those two guys. How in the world... Is Mason Rudolph not ahead of Kenny Pickett if he's playing ahead of him in the games of deepest consequence? Chala in uh, Turtle Creek. Hi, Chala. Hey, what's going on? So not my much. thing is this. Tomlin, first off, lies too much. So as we make these assumptions, we're all basing it off because he doesn't tell the truth. When I think about some of the specifics of what has happened, it just upsets me. The Mason, How can we even talk about a Mason Rudolph-Kenny Pickett competition We've seen it for how many years? Three, four years? Or however long Kenny Pickett's been there. It, it's it's terrible. But then you look back back at it, is James Conner better than uh, Najee? What does he get? 60 touchdowns since he left us? We could have kept James Conner and picked the right pick with a center or a left tackle as our transition. But then we got, is Pickens, is, is Pickett, Pickens better than uh, Deontay? We have... Uh, a first-round draft pick that we messed up on with Najee and the, and, and the running back from that doesn't doesn't get drafted is better. I mean, and then end all be all, Broderick Jones. We we draft the best left tackle, and now he's playing playing right tackle. So it it just starts from the head. It's all he's playing up. right. He's playing right tackle in games just as recent as last week, as couple days ago, where it was glaring the worst player on the team of the starting twenty-two was the left tackle. That's the crazy part to me. That that's a good point too. But I think because of the Okafor situation, which he I don't know, maybe when his delivery was wrong, voicing his opinion. That's when Broderick Jones gets the start. It's just so much. And then the, the, the organization just isn't truthful with it, so it just leaves us to think whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? At least if they had some semblance of or order of not telling the truth. I mean, it, 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 it's terrible. But I definitely hope we do good in the playoffs. I I, um, I believe in her big. Bolden is a firecracker. Well, let me, let's back up. Let's back up because I went back and forth. I heard Chris and I heard Andrew talking about this when I was coming in today. Is Herbig one of those guys, though? This is my fear. I'm not saying this is true. I want to ask you. You catch those guys sometimes who they're great pinch hitters, but then when you put them in the lineup every day, they don't get hits. 
Is he better at his size playing 30% of the snaps rather than having to play 100% of the snaps and his productivity will actually drop off if he plays a ton? That's one thing I am worried about a little bit. And, and we have made that mistake before with a smaller version of what we actually need. But I'm a believer in the fact that he's from Wisconsin. So whoever worked with uh, DJ, uh, he's, he, he was under. But also he's been under TJ's wing the whole time. So I, I definitely think that could – that's a slight pushback on what you asked because that's a good point too. And we've seen how that played out with Devin Hyde behind the bush. Yeah, I think he couldn't be good. I'm just worried if he's a guy that has to play 90% of the snaps. So there's that. Who who? Let me ask you this before I let you go. Who is the starting quarterback week one next year for the Pittsburgh Steelers? If they don't draft anybody, you have to go with Mason. You have to admit the mistake you made by the way you handled him and, and, and see what can happen. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I don't think it will be. I think it'll be Kenny Pickett, which is insane, but I, I'm i with you. I think it should be Mason Rudolph. I, three games doesn't a career make, especially when you got benched for Duck, but, but Mason Rudolph has had three weeks that Kenny Pickett has never had that stretch in his career. He just hasn't. We'll take your calls. We'll get out of here at 1030. More thoughts on Tomlin, on the Steelers, and I need a playoff win. I'm sorry. If I'm going to call this a success, I need a playoff win, period, point blank. 412-928-9370 here on The Fan. 1018 on your Monday evening, 2013, Michigan and Washington. You know, I'm watching this still, and it is very late in the third quarter. Michigan's offense is so very boring. Just the, the style of play for both of these teams when Penix doesn't have it going is pretty boring. I, my main takeaway, honestly, is this. Michigan should never wear blue jerseys with blue pants. They look and they look like Delaware. I mean, it just looked it looked terrible. I don't know why they would choose for this uh, outfit on their biggest stage, national championship game. Cuz think about this. Let's say Michigan wins tonight. And there's a good chance they're going to win. They're up a touchdown. It's about to be the fourth quarter. They're at midfield right now. Well, they had to punt right now. But think of this. These photos and these videos and everything, they'll be immortalized forever in this getup, the blue on blue that looks so non-Michigan, right? They have such a good look. And to go with this tonight, which could be history-making, yeah. Rusty's in Pittsburgh. Hi, Rusty. Uh, hi. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, do you think we'll be able to afford – Mason Rudolph uh, next year. And the second part of the question is, uh, should we keep Mason and get rid of Kenny, even though that's probably not going to happen? Well, the second part is a moot point because they're not going to get rid of Kenny Pickett if they keep Mason Rudolph. What's going to happen is they will get rid of Mitch Trubisky, allocate some of the money to Mason Rudolph, and then have to pay him a little bit more. That's much more likely what would happen. They're not going to give up on Kenny Pickett just yet. Do I think that they should? I don't know if they should give up on him, but I just I don't think that Kenny Pickett will ever end up being a better than average NFL quarterback. Do I think Mason Rudolph will be? I don't know either, 
but Mason Rudolph wasn't a first-round pick. Why? What do you think? Uh, I believe we should let Mason start even next year and sit, and let Kenny stay here as long as Kenny will agree to be the backup, but I'm not sure that's going to happen, though. Well, nobody's going to agree to be a backup that's a first-round pick like that. People are going to want to play, and what he's going to agree to is, I want my chance and I want my shot when I get my opportunity. Um, I want to get back to something I talked about to start the show. Not to start the show, excuse me, but in the first hour. I'm still lost on the technology or lack thereof as to why I needed to watch that game. And apparently there's going to be a video that goes up with a great caller from earlier. But why I needed to watch the Steeler game with droplets on the screen, on the um, on the lens. I, I can't be the only one still wondering that. Or maybe I am, and that's fine. But so, I watched the whole game, and I loved watching that whole Steeler game. But as I'm sitting there, it did. It felt like one of Andrew Filipponi's car wash videos for Wetgo, which are great, which I watch every single one of those. They're informative. They're entertaining. They're all of that. But that's a, a Twitter video that lasts like two minutes. This was a full football game and a very important football game, a football game to get the Pittsburgh Steelers into the playoffs. And there's condensation and rain and everything else on the lens. I'm not somebody who knows all about technology. I actually know very little about technology. But is it real deep dive CMU-type technology to have either your guy who's working a camera or your lady working a camera or have an assistant there with a simple squeegee or even more so? Do they not make a device that is like a raincoat kind of job for the lens that comes out and shoots out over the lens a little bit that provides a little bit of a hood, so to speak? Like... Like when you got a rain jacket on. They don't make one of those for the lens. And again, this isn't your local public access television that was putting on the Steeler game. This was ESPN. This was ABC. This is a big time to-do thing, right? So as I'm watching all this, I keep thinking about, okay, why do I get to why do I need to watch it like this the whole time? And did it bring me viewing pleasure? Nah. It made me kind of upset a little bit. Like, we gotta do better here. The other part was I'm watching this and there's a practical situation happening. Boswell's kicking a field goal. I think it was, I don't know. 17 to 10 or something at that point, or maybe 14 to 10. Boswell kicked a field goal. I mean this. I looked at the other people in the room, my kids, my wife, and I said, did that go in or not? Did it go in or not? And back to the original point, there isn't some advanced technology that would have disallowed all that condensation or those drops to be on the lens. Give me, you could buy like a squeegee at the dollar store, squeegee it off in between plays whenever they're go to like a different cutaway somewhere else, and we're we're good, right? 
I don't know. I, I'm asking the questions because I really don't know these answers. But it feels weird to me. That's how we had to watch that game. Kurt's in Brookline. Hi, Kurt. Yeah, Colin, what's happening, brother? Uh, I was totally in agreement with you while watching that game. Uh, you know, it, we're, I, I got the whole family. We're in Irwin, and I'm going, the technology nowadays, why can't somebody just take their hand and wipe off the camera lens? I don't know if it was that camera that floats over the uh, field. That might have been it, but I, I was just like – so perturbed. <laughs> no, it was what? the it was the main camera, the the scrimmage camera, like the one. That... Not, is that right? I, I tell you what, I'm like going <laughs> in this day and age. Why cannot we have like maybe a a, a, a baseball cap or some type of cardboard that <laughs> hangs over these million dollar cameras so that we can watch. First of all, the first half, God forbid, was so boring. And then you're trying to watch it through these raindrops, these dew drops. And I can't, I couldn't even, know, I couldn't even see if the ball was snapped or who was, thro- you know, was that a catch? Did they, are they running the ball? I, I, I'm just, I was just like, me and my brother, we're like 59 years old. We're, you know. We're sitting on the couch and we're going, are you kidding me? I know. I, I, I'm happy. I'm sad for your plight, Kurt, but I'm happy to yeah. hear I'm not the only person that was going through this as the game was happening. Oh, you're not kidding. You're not kidding. I, I, I'm just amazed. I, it reminded me of the fog ball or whatever, the fog game when Philadelphia Eagles played and uh, that thing, uh, and I'm going, why can't they get it? And that was so long ago. And then now we're talking 2000, you know, 24, they, they got that camera that, uh, that, that can go into a scrimmage and see the, uh, the butt pad of some center. Why can't they have like a, uh, a, a windshield wiper? How about a darn windshield wipe? Well, let me take it a step further. I watch NASCAR because we like it in my house, right? My son loves it. Yeah. And he's got us all into it. A car right. is going 200 miles an hour. They have a camera yeah. on that car, and it has a little wiper, and it, and it picks the film. <laughs> and they, they are able to do it, and it's going 200 miles an hour. They can't right. get a fixed camera and clean it off. Right, right. It, it, it's so annoying. It's so, it was so, it really was very annoying. My 82-year-old my mother was sitting next to us, and she goes, can you believe this? <laughs> it was just, thank God the fourth quarter started to get better. I don't even know if they they, if they ever got it right no. with that camera thing, but at least, at least it got better the game, and you kind of forgot about the raindrops. The dew drops. Yeah. Well, you t- know what they can do? Go, Tell me. They should spray the lens, the camera lens with the rain X that we buy <laughs> in the store. And, and then we pay for the wiper fluid with the rain X that they say, you know, will coat your windshield. Why don't they do that? Not a bad <laughs> idea. Kurt, you take it light tonight. All right, brother. See ya. <laughs> See? 
I'm I'm so glad to hear I'm not the only person. I complain about very little, although that might be a lie. But in in the real, I mean, in the whole scheme of life, I really do complain about very little. That was one thing. Every time they panned away or went to commercial or went to a different play or went to a, a shot of the crowd, I said to myself, okay, when they come back to that camera, that main one, it's going to be fixed. Like, there's no way they could come back to that main camera and it still has drops on it. It just, it just can't. And every time they did, within 10 seconds, that camera would have drops on it. And I, again, I was just thinking to myself and saying to myself, all of America is watching this going, what the hell fixes? Oh, man. Well, we'll be back again tomorrow. Short show, 6 to about 8.30 as Pitt takes on Duke, so we'll send you off to that. But I'll be here all week. I'm off Friday, but I'll be here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Friday, I'm actually going to Duquesne and Dayton. Can't wait for that. But we will chat tomorrow at dinner time. It's been wonderful.